Hello, good friends of the podcast called Pretending to Be People. It is the wolf, the dog, w- wolf the dog, with a special announcement this fine morning. You may have noticed that this here episode is not episode 26 of season 2. In fact, it ain't even part of this here campaign. We'll be back in a couple weeks to pick up where we left off with the very precarious situations we last left Julius Beck and Cal. But for now... It's a b- 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 bonus episode from over on p- 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 Patreon. In this premium, exclusive content from our Contention Confidential feed is the episode one of a six-part series that Thomas has entitled The Lost Treasure of John Lee Pettymore. That's right, Thomas is the GM, and he's running a story set in the holler outside of Contention, following the events of season one of Pretending to be People. So if you haven't listened to season one, My delectable listeners, now is the time to go back to where it all started, because there's, a spoilers and such in this ish. Now, if you have listened through season one, then boy, oh boy, you are ready for what we've been calling the Oops All Pettymores campaign, because Joe, Luke, and Zatch are all playing members of the extended Pettymore family. And let me tell y'all the what. It's been so god darn fun. Just $5 over at patreon.com slash pretending pod will unlock the saga that follows, as well as the 30-something bonus episodes that came before. Now, I'm not saying you need the bonus content, but I am saying that if you did need all this bonus content, it's just five bucks to get what you need. And fittingly, Wolf is here to provide an all-new, all-banging theme provided by one of Joe's dad's bands. It's the Morels with Get What You Need. Brad's monkey. You ready? I'm ready. Five, four, three, two. Brad's monkey. The The funky funky monkey. monkey. Brad's monkey monkey. The funky monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Den of Sin. Den of Sin. For 
episode 39 of the Patreon, which is a very fucking special episode, is it not, Luke? It is. The t- The title of this one is, remind me, Thomas. <laughs> the Hunt. No. <laughs> the Lost Treasure of John Lee Treasuremore. <laughs> The lost, the lost treasure of John Lee Treasuremore. The lost treasure of John Lee Pettymore, episode one, Bad Blood. Ooh. Where we will be all playing what are you gonna Pettymore play? cousins or uncles right. or brothers or whatever. You're it all is. cousins to somebody. The, the working title <laughs> in all of my notes is Oops All Pettymores. Oops, Oops, Oops All Pettymores. Yeah, exactly. So I think the Pettymore's uh, cousins are going to go on a treasure hunt. But see, it is, it's Thomas's job it's now, thank God. It's not my job for this one. It's Thomas's job to make it serious to and, make it happen. and call episodes bad blood. And it's right. up to us to say, oops, I'll bet more. <laughs> well, I did want to say, uh, while tonight we'll be searching for treasure, you can find treasure, uh, especially for the holiday season, at Target. <laughs> Target is the That's best not, destination that bit for hasn't treasure. Come out yet. It hasn't come out right, yet. Right, this is a sneak peek. It's a preview bit, <laughs> and it's real too. So, guys, go shop at Target. Uh, that is that is what you get here in the Denison. That's a bit from an episode we recorded uh, yesterday. Yesterday, last night. Um, so it's a, it's a, some pretty fresh stuff for you. Some pretty hot sauce. Bleeding edge. Right off the lips of Luke. Uh, we asked for some <laughs> sins in the chat, and I saw one that it's already scrolled past now, but I had to mention it. I think it was Zach said. That's a what different did I Zach. Say? A different Zach. Was it Zachary? A Zach with a K. Oh, not Said that he accidentally put laxative in his boss's coffee. I think that might oh, take. How do you do that on Accidentally, Whoopsie. what were they putting an in their box? Accident isn't coffee? a sin unless you don't apologize. Oh, <laughs> what if you don't need to apologize? Like this one, <laughs> because well, what's he going to do? Apologize? You make fun of him. <laughs> There's a lot to take into account here. How much does your boss hate shitting? How much <laughs> do you need your job? Mm-hmm. How much do you personally value honesty, like as an individual? Like, how much is that going to eat you up if, like? Are you the kind of person who, if you know you have to lie to your boss about the fact that you made him shit his pants? Every day for the rest of your life until you die because there won't be retirement for us. Exactly. Is that going to fuck with you? Or And like one day he's like, what's you guys are sharing like what the worst thing that ever happened to you was? And he was like, it was probably that time I shit my pants at work. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? And you can, you can, that's when you tell him. Honestly, it was the day that I accidentally gave you laxatives, <laughs> and then I saw you shit your pants at work. <laughs> so if that would eat you up, just get a get it over with. Get it over with. Were there any other good? I I, I was setting this up. I didn't have. A I read to the look. Brad's monkey thing, and then I kind of missed all of it. There's somebody talking about that they found this cheap beer called Montucky Cold Snacks, and just the name alone makes me want to t- taste it. Oh, oh yeah, have you I'd, not? Have I'd you not had, had them, dude? No. They're pretty good. Totoro's Bang Bus has been recruiting people for a year to drink it because it makes really good Brad's monkeys. Brad's monkey, that funky, <laughs> that monkey. funky monkey, that funky monkey. Brad's Montucky monkey. Cold Snacks is well distributed here in our hometown of Springfield, Missouri. I feel like it's at every bar. Every bar. Is it in like a grocery store? What I've seen the cans before. I don't it's like go blue, to that section. It's like blue. <laughs> it's like blue with a horse on it. Yeah. Ah, no, I haven't seen it. I don't think. 
It looks like a retro NBA jersey. I'll pick some up next time. It does. Thank you. Or like a cold uh, snack. What else? It looks like if they made Outrun Horse Show. Uh huh. Like what's an Outrun Horse Show? Like uh, sixties, seventies. Come on down. See if you can outrun this horse. No, it's like Knight Rider, but a horse. Oh yeah. (laughs) The horse always wins. (laughs) Yeah, every time. Who's faster than a horse? It's Knight Rider, but it's it's a talking horse. Back I'd in the day, that. they used to do radio plays that had Superman racing the Flash. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, Superman always won. And I always think that that sucks because <laughs> he does all the other things. The Flash has one thing, and it's to be fast. And uh-huh. he's still not And the if best. he loses to Superman, I mean, that's just What's sad. That's the point? It's such a bummer for Man, him. And if you had that kind of power, wouldn't you become like, I don't know, like an authoritarian fascist Evil, or just yeah. like indifferent? Ruler that might be interesting Earth. to explore. <laughs> like that kind of Superman. Has anybody ever... <laughs> What are you going to do, like shoot a, a tank at me? Superman? Who would try to put him down, like some sort of opposite? Uh, all the no, I mean, it's probably going to have to be like another group of like pretty shrewdly realized but superhero also parodies. People. No, Rorschach's not pretty. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who are we talking about? Well, a number of different IPs. What was that recent one that came out? Bright something? The Bright? The movie uh, with Will where Smith? Where he's a kid? Yeah. It was... It was not great, but I liked it. I haven't seen it, but I it was remember called, the whole thing was that it was like bad Superman. Yeah. It's like him as a oh, kid. Oh, Hancock. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. He's right, Joe. That was... Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. Brightburn. Brightburn. I liked it. Brightburn. Because it's like, oh, Superman, he can't, he's bad, but what are you going to do? Evil. <laughs> what are you going to do? He's a kid, but he's a kid and he's bad. Oh, and he can do crazy stuff. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's called Brightburn. Yeah, I've got Brightburn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, dude. What are they going to do, though? You're a kid. It Brightburns when I pee. Ooh. What do we do to... What do Poop. Like neon. What are you asking? What do we do? What do we do? Yeah, what do we do to get the fire back within our loins? Uh, They've got pills for that. Work out. <laughs> uh, a workout. <laughs> An uncle. LMFAO. Put and it on nephew. right now. Loins burning. <laughs> it's strange. They're not that far apart in age. It's not that weird. Thomas. Yeah. Almost ready. I've, I'm ready. I'm I'm, so I'm rearing to go. I'm ready to play a Petty more for the nth time. I've never played a Petty more. Are you excited? <sighs> yeah. How do you get into the mindset of playing a Petty more? You write a page long introduction. Yeah, I saw them. how long it was. You wouldn't let me read it, though. No, of course not. <laughs> of yeah. course not. There's secrets in here that I don't think you can handle. <laughs> I've got my intro in mind, but uh, unless the story needs it, I think I should go first so that the more thought out ones can go after me. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're going to go second after Zach. No, or actually, we might sandwich Zach. Luke can go first. <laughs> That'll give us time. Joe, you told me you literally had dreams about rehearsing yeah, I've yours. Yeah, I've got my so. thing. It's just not, it's not a page long is all. <laughs> okay, yeah, Luke can go first and give Zach time to write his. Okay. <laughs> I'm just looking up the questions you sent. It's just, a, I don't know if you're trying to be me as vengeance or if we are the same person. We'll call me, we'll call me. If it's vengeance, I get it. If it's just you, then... Welcome just, to my boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> Is that how we're kicking off? Are we kicking off with our... No, no, uh, there's, there's some stuff. Okay, so 
Should we get some good like intro stuff about the episode for the Patreon? Let's get some yeah. intro stuff about the episode for the Patreon. For them audio listeners. Hello, audio listeners. Hello, audio listeners. Hello, audio listeners. Hi, so, audio listeners. You guys have missed so much uh, that we talked about before in the Patreon. Uh, so go ahead and up those Did Patreon. Did you know Chris D'Elia died? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, dude. We didn't talk about that on the stream, did we? No, you got to explain why you said that, though, because uh, Joe's over here scrolling on his phone. I, I got the update. I got the CNN update that uh, Kirstie Alley had passed away, and I said that aloud. And, and I, I really loudly was like, aw, which, oh no. confused, which confused Zach. Because <laughs> I thought he said that Chris D'Elia died, and then <laughs> Thomas goes, aw, oh no. <laughs> But like genuinely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like someone you cared about Chris or like cared that they died to yeah. die. Well, you know, when oh, I was younger, no. I watched that uh, pervert episode of Workaholics all the time <laughs> before I went to bed. No, I did watch Cheers like all the time because it was just on like the late pervert episodes as I was uh, as I was going to bed as a young one. So so rip. Christy Alley. Rest in peace. Who will be long dead and decayed by the time you hear this episode edited as a <laughs> right. Patreon listener. Okay, so what we're doing here tonight is episode one of The Lost Treasure of John Lee Pettymore. It's called Bad Blood. Bad Blood. Because baby, now we got bad blood. Got it. Yep. <laughs> Check. Nailed it. Nailed it. And what this is, is a uh, an Oops All Pettymore arc, where all the boys are going to be playing family members of... Uh, of my character, John Lee Pettymore, uh, from season one. And we kind of established during that season that he has a very big uh, extended family who are kind of as crazy and wild as him. Big old wild family out there in contention. Big old blunts. In the surrounding areas. Huge Smoking big doinks in Amish. Smoking (laughs) big doinks in contention. But we won't be in contention, listeners, because... Some of you might remember what happened at the end of season one. Spoilers. 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 Which is Keith put a big old dome over everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I, we, we said it. After seeing the beautifully round shape off riding into the sunset of Planet Juggernaut, he looked at that shape and said, I like that. I like that. Now, you know it has deeper roots than that, right? Oh. I, I thought you did this intentionally, but I don't know. I was like, damn, I respect the fuck out of Luke when I listened to like episode 15 or 16 and Keith literally says like, I'd like to <laughs> put a giant dome over oh, the yeah. whole city. <laughs> I think it's just something I think about a lot. <laughs> that's, just, that's, just, that's just a Luke uh, preoccupation that you brought into the See character. The Simpsons movie one time. Yeah. Which is I- a great, um, no, it's the uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns episode. Oh. Did they do it in the movie too? I think they did do they, it in the it movie. It was like the whole point I've, of the movie. I've only seen the movie. Oh, they do a dome in the movie. Who shot Mr. Burns? He just builds a giant thing that blocks out the sun. <laughs> there you go. If you want to block out any one of us, your three sons, during this episode, you can put up your hand like that in a particular way in front of that camera that can block uh, one oh. of us from sight. Yeah. That's me. I'm gone now. Yep. I was trying I was that's trying all to block you yeah, all. Yeah. That's all yeah. of us, yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay, my three sons, you're all gonna be playing Petty Morris. Woo! 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 I cannot wait. And uh times are a little tough for the Petty Morris. They're not at their full power, as you might say. 
you all are friends of John in the way that, that cousins often are. Um, some of you are a little older. Uh, one of you is pretty much right at John's age. But he's been missing for a year at this point. He's not the only Pettymore missing. Don D. Pettymore is gone. Jimmy Sanders is gone. There's some talk about um, Aloysius and Edward. Some sort of foul play that might have happened involving John, but nobody really knows. You've only heard rumors. And when you were all growing up, you would come to Pettymore Holler at least every year if you didn't actually live there for the big family cookout, a huge Pettymore reunion. And it's been five or six years since that's actually been put on. Mm. But this year, everybody gets a call or an email or a handwritten note from Ma Pettymore, the family matriarch. We can work out family trees and stuff later. I think even though some of you are older, it's it's plausible you're all like within the same generation of, of cousins of John. So we're going to say she's your great-great-grandmother. Wow. We have them young. Yeah. She's like uh, 67. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, the math on that the math is, is horrible. <laughs> she's like 77. Ni- 97. <laughs> she's turning 70. Isn't that the... How many That's grades? what I wrote on the Patreon is that it was her 70th birthday. She's turning 70. <laughs> great, I, great. Great, great. Well, okay, she's grand. your great grandma. Okay, that, that helps <laughs> a little bit. Put in a second great, make it weird. <laughs> no, she's your great grandmother and she's called you all here today for the first Pettymore cookout, hoedown, get together, hoot nanny family reunion that you've had in five years and usually this is this is at her place this is at ma pettymore's house kind of the heart of all the family property in pettymore holler which is where john lives on the edge of Hmm. and and the unusual thing about her letter this year is that it mentions uh this is going to be at john's place she says it's not just a birthday celebration this is this is about family remembering and our future and so in one way or the other, you all make your way from wherever it is you live to John Lee Pettymore's house on the outside of contention. And it's not, it's not really the same as you, as you remember getting there last time. The holler itself is located in between... Um, I've actually got something written for this. I could just start reading. Oh, do it. Yeah, you should do that. Do, a good, trying to do, do, s- do a good voice. <laughs> like this. <laughs> Welcome to the party. <laughs> <laughs> Do a baby voice. The home and property of John Lee Pettymore. <laughs> the home and property of John Lee Pettymore sits just above the cleavage that separates the two local prominences known as Big and Little Beans Teat. <laughs> a cleavage that, for as long as anyone can remember, has borne your family's name, Pettymore Holler. Generations of Pettymores have lived and died between the teats, tending to the land, themselves, and generally honoring the bounty the good Lord has seen fit to bless them with. That's at least how the Pettymore tells it, but God doesn't make bras big enough for mountains. And you know as well as every outsider within 50 miles that the holler, the holler has never truly contained your rowdy, wild, and extremely prolific clan. You're all driving. There's one way into contention, pretty much, the highway. And and you're driving down some familiar farm farmland, wide open spaces. And as you get closer to contention, the land becomes more treed and hillier. And about 10 miles outside of town, there is a massive construction barricade across the highway, diverting you onto Farm Road uh, 67. Damn, two way. <laughs> Just wait. Uh, as you get to that, um, 
this construction diverge the detour. Uh, roll an alertness check for me. Ooh, Damn. already rolling right off the bat. Mine's a fail. Fail. I pass. 18 on a 50. Okay, you two grumble a little bit and take the detour. But um, Luke, you would notice, and we'll get to who you are in just a second, but you would notice that pretty much as far as you can see past the barricades, you don't see any signs of construction. There's no equipment. There's no upturned earth. It just seems like abandoned highway for as long as you can see until it disappears kind of behind the bend in some hills. And uh, you think that's odd, but... You've read about it being a pretty extensive like extensive project, so maybe it's just further on down, closer to contention itself. And you all take Farm Road 60 um, in your own ways, 67. Through these woody hills, beautiful, picturesque dreams, gorgeous oaks, mighty pines, stout sycamores. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everything the Ozarks has to offer, all the natural beauty you grew up with, uh, or at least spent time around as children, like to some extent. And you're actually, you're going to pass through Pettymore Hall itself the, on the back way to John's pretty much. Give me just a second. I'm liking it. I'm there. I'm in the holler. I'm there. I'm a drone right now. I'm I a s- drone in some cleavage. In between I'm the teats. titty fucking holler. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, Keith, you you're come- named after the pair of tits. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's named after me. You come to the uh, the crossroads of Farm Road 67 and Jiminy Road, which sits pretty much directly at this um, the small unincorporated community known as Jiminy Station. There's a little gas station and um, bed and breakfast there, and a couple of like abandoned mid-century commercial buildings. You would know that you know if 50 people lived in Jiminy Station in the 70s, maybe less than two dozen do now. You take Jiminy Road past Farm Road 68. To Farm Road 69, <laughs> which leads to the heart of Pettymore Waller. And you see you see all the ancestral uh, fiefdom. You see Ma Pettymore's house. You see some, frankly, uh, like less well-kept properties, sites you're, you're pretty familiar with, though. A lot of Pettymores don't like to get rid of things. They like to keep them around in case they need them. So if you prefer that to a yard, you know, whose business is that but yours? <laughs> And when you get to uh, when you get to John's, the gates of John's farm, you see um, the front field is completely packed with parked cars, and uh, there's already a pretty pretty broad gathering, dozens and dozens of Pettymores all around these tables and bunch of ladies, ladies, guys, broad gathering, kids. Got it. Oh, broad gathering. Boom. It's a real broad city. You see, you see your whole family there. For the first time in years, relatives you haven't mm. seen um, since you were small. Some you might have seen more recently. But everyone is, is so happy. Luke, we're going to do you first. <laughs> okay. Tell me as, when and then I'll go. As your character uh, pulls in to this cookout, you park and you get out of your car. And, and who gets out? Who are you? Where are you from? Well, Why are you here? <laughs> Many creatures are born in and roam the hollers near contention. Bears, coyotes, bobcats, and petty moors live their entire lives there until they're eaten, shot, or hit with a truck. The latter two spelled the end of Bernie Pettymore, but only after he fathered his first and only son, Peter Bernard Pettymore. Peter Bernard Pettymore, known around the hollers as PDB, was raised by his... (laughs) was raised by his now single mother along with plenty of help from the rest of the Pettymore clan. Upon graduating high school, a relatively uncommon accomplishment in his neck of the woods, Petey left the comfort of the hauler to pursue his dream, flying. 
Peter packed up the few belongings he had, hitchhiked his way to Colorado, and joined the United States Air Force Academy. After four long years of intensive study and training, Pete joined the Air Force and at long last took to the skies. Although a handful of Petty Moors had taken trips in planes and even more had conquered the land and sea, Petey was the first of his name to make a home in the wild blue yonder. After fulfilling his duty to the United States military, Peter set his sights on the final frontier, Florida. Petey accepted a position at NASA honing his scientific skills and offering his perfected piloting prowess for the furtherance of humanity and safety of the planet. Pete successfully manned many missions, retiring with full benefits and the knowledge that he made a measurable difference. The stories Pete's friends and family hear about his tenure at NASA seem exaggerated, outlandish, and often completely fabricated. (laughs) But Petey knows the truth, and that's all that matters to him. I flew a secret rocket ship to shoot a missile bomb at a giant accumulation of space trash that was headed right for Kilimanjaro. Would have wiped out the whole eastern hemisphere, but we nailed that sucker and blew it back to Alpha Centauri. Some poor aliens fucker's problem now. When we got home, I cracked open a little intergalactic pale ale, which is the secret beer we brew at NASA. Yep, that was the best beer I ever had. What about you? Petey Pettymore takes a long sip from his Miller Lite and sighs, looking over at his conversation partner, a young, disheveled Pettymore boy concentrating on his Game Boy. Without waiting for a response, Petey chugs his beer, stands up, and crushes the beer under his black combat boots. The camera pans up from the crushed can, and we see a blue jumper adorned with a NASA patch, an American flag, and an embroidered name tag that reads Commander PDB Pettymore. The top of the jumper is unzipped, revealing a black graphic t-shirt emblazoned with a cartoon astronaut eating a peach, and the text that says, Eatin' NASA. Petey runs his hands through his slick-backed red hair, the sides still shaven in the military fashion, but the top long enough to slick back and settle on his back a few inches below the shoulders. His piercing green eyes dart around, searching for a familiar face in the curious sea of Petty Moors. It's good to be home, Petey BP says as he turns his gaze to the sky. <laughs> At least for now. Hey, Petey. Oh, hey there. Hey, you... It's your Uncle Ron. Uh, Ron, of course. Uh, you remember me? And you see um, a very, very, almost impossibly skinny old man who kind of just comes like hobbling over to you. And he's wearing um, camo, a camo fatigue vest, and he's got a Vietnam veteran's uh, like cap. And, and he just grins at you with these yellow teeth that are, you know, what's left of them and this huge, huge tobacco-stained white beard. And he says, Petey, I've been really wanting to talk to you about uh, about your experiences at NASA. Yeah, Ron, I haven't seen you since I went to space. Well, <laughs> since you've seen me, I've been to space too, my friend. Uh, really? Then? More than once or twice have the Greys abducted me. Yeah, well. I'd like to pick your brain a little bit about what's been going on up, uh, you know, up in the government, because they don't answer my letters none. Well, you know, I'm retired now, so I can mostly just tell you about blowing stuff up in space. As far as the g- government's concerned, I never saw any aliens. Yeah, the official story <laughs> is you blew up a ball of trash in space. But who put it there, man? The aliens. I don't. Well, we, how about we? K- circle back to this later okay we i I will catch up you later because uh i well have you heard from have you heard from trey Uh, trey wants to talk to you and some of the others i I haven't seen him yet but i think you're done with your government work you ain't afraid of making a little money are you well no that's i mean one reason i tried to move back around here was uh you know 
make a little money and have a little fun. That's good to hear. That's good to hear because I think we can do both. Okay, well. Trey's going to fill you in on more. But, okay, I'll, I'll go find <laughs> It was really good to see you, Petey. And I'm going to get you to talk. I'm going to get you to uh, tell we'll me about, about them grays. Ron, we'll talk about it. Uh, so, yeah, Ron um, hobbles off to refill his beer. You wander off to go mingle with the rest of the party. And Joe, you pull up next. There's a man already kind of standing by the by the keg. And he's got a red Solo cup full. And he has a cigarette in his other hand. And he's got a, a mullet. It's a gray mullet. And the front of the mullet is feathered out, kind of Rod Stewart style mullet. Yes. Oh, hell yes. And he's wearing these kind of gaudy big glasses with these with a gold rim around the edges <laughs> maybe little circles embroidering the the arms of the sunglasses and he's wearing a uh, a cowboy shirt and it's a white cowboy shirt with white pearl snaps and the filigree on it is is embroidered white so it's it kind of shimmers oh, in the sun yes. and catches shadows and it's cut off at the sleeves and he's got no shirt underneath it's open he's got a big <laughs> big beer belly hanging out the front but his legs are like in skinny jeans he's kind of <laughs> kind of like a rooster looking almost with his big belly and his his swoop back hair and his rooster legs is actually a, a highly desired trait in a pettymore man <laughs> if you can get them jeans that tight and that he's been cultivating the look for a while probably nailed it a long time ago and stuck with it <laughs> <laughs> You're, uh, I love, you're describing like so many guys that we used to see at like your dad's shows. <laughs> yep. Uh, so <laughs> the camera kind of zooms in on him and he's already talking to somebody and he's saying, it's me. It's Arlo, it's Arlo Pettymore. Oh, I don't blame you. It's been years. I kind of keep to myself anyways. I'm back there in the, in the laboratory. I mean, it, yes, it's my shed, of course, but it's my laboratory. You probably sampled my wares, this, uh, Saturday morning cartoon, huh? You probably, you probably had a taste of that SMC. That's what the kids are calling it these days. People think it's called that because it uh, makes you see Looney Tunes. But that's not why it's called that. It's, it's about the ingredients. It's what I make it out of. I make it out of it's, it's frosted cornflakes and milk. And then there's a little gasoline in there, of course. You know, you got to give it a little, self a little kick or something there. You know, it's just, it's, I, I don't mind telling you the recipe because it's all about the proportions of them chemicals. That's kind of the whole thing. Use chemicals. Oz chemicals. It's all chemicals. It's just a matter of the proportions of them chemicals. It's just something I've always been able to tell in a person's the chemical makeups of them. Some people say I'm a genius. I don't say about myself much, though. But yeah, that's that Saturday morning cartoons. It'll it'll fuck you up for sure. It's real good. Hey, I'm just kind of cooped up in that lab back there. It's got a cot. It's got a real nice cot. That's one of my favorite cots. I bought it myself. Well, I didn't buy it myself. Ma bought it for me. But it's mine. She said it's all mine. You having a good day? Camera pants down. <laughs> it's it's the same kid that he was talking to. Yeah, it's yeah. the Game Boy. <laughs> it's a, it's a little kid. Well, I'm, I'm gonna go see who else is here today. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, it sounds like you really got a lot going on, and if you're lonely, there's a lot of people here, and kids are really more into like like TikToks and and streaming content. I don't think it's like cartoons have to strictly be on like a Saturday morning anymore. Uh, you can kind of watch it at your own schedule. But it didn't really sound like you were talking about cartoons. Uh, my, I'm, my mom said I should meet you. I got to meet all my relatives. But I hope you enjoy talking to someone else. Yeah, of course. And if you ever want a free sample, you come on back. Okay, bye. And that brings us, the little boy wanders through the party with his Game Boy. <laughs> uh, and he's he's been told to, to meet people as much as he can. But he's basically relying on them to, to shout out to him. 
pretty pretty Game Boy focused otherwise, and he runs straight into the legs of. Well, he'd run into some bedazzled jeans that might do that boy some harm because they are shiny. These jeans, <laughs> and above them a big old belt buckle, white tank top tight and tucked in under a pearl snapped unbuttoned cowboy shirt. Joni Pettymore the first is wearing some high top Nikes to bottom out that whole situation clothing wise. She's got a bleached blonde perm with super dark roots and her eyeshadow gives raccoon. Oh, it's giving raccoon. Oh, it's totally giving raccoon. And uh, immediately upon this kid bumping into her, she just pushes him away from her. He looks up from his game boy and he's like, Mom. I'm not your mother. Do you hear me? Oh, I'm sorry. I... Go on, get running then. Uh, okay. Okay. Bye. Joni Pettymore the first is a fucking wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Flashback to you see her in the exact same outfit climbing out of a second story window and like kind of reaching out for the drain pipe on the left side and she she just kind of makes a jump for it and as she's shimmying down someone's hollering from out the window you get back here Johnny zips on down she's like what do you fucking know come on down here how about that and she dips off, <laughs> running off into the distance. We flash back previous to that. You see her. She's going through the metal detector to get into high school and then immediately heads to the bathroom, goes into one of the stalls. She's wearing the exact same outfit that I described before, but she is six years younger-ish. And she opens up her backpack pulls out a Ziploc bag that has like a, is it dehydrated urine? She shoves a straw into it (laughs) and starts pulling on this straw like it's her job, sucking down the liquid in this bag and then giving it that kind of breath like she's just barrel proof whiskey through that Ziploc bag. She puts it back in the backpack. And uh, heads back into the the high school there. And as she walks through the hallway, she runs into her boyfriend, Jared Krinkelhoff, wearing a a letterman's jacket. And Thomas just gave me big eyes. No, no, I'm just preparing. (laughs) Okay. Uh, He's wearing a letterman's jacket. And immediately he puts his arm around her. And he's like, Joni, hey, Joni, how's it going? And she's like, Don't do that voice. Don't do it. Immediately is like transformed by the presence of this young man and the little love that they have. And it flash forwards to her slamming a screen door closed and is like, I say that Joni is yours for the weekend. I got to go to a family function. And based on the way you acted last time, you're not allowed. So you're going to be here. All right. And she walks out the door, and as she's walking out, she's eyeing the muscle car that's half renovated. That's what it's called, renovated for cars, yeah. <laughs> in the driveway. And she pulls out a little butterfly knife, and she just runs it down the whole side Ooh. of the car as she heads out with a screech. She cracks her key into the <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, yeah, she's on the way out to the Pettymore Hauler today um, by herself in a car that you are 
considerably worried about how it's running and whether it would pass an inspection. And she goes into a gas station and she steals a water bottle. And as she... uh, Empty or full? A full water bottle. That's theft. uh, That's theft. (laughs) Oh, right. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, She goes in to uh, steal a water bottle. But as she's uh, heading Uh, out... Roll to steal the water bottle? Yeah, okay. 23 on a criminology of 80. Oh, yeah, she's bad. She's still the fuck out she's of the water bad. bottle. <laughs> oh, look at Joni. She's bad. And as she's on her way out, she actually catches a glimpse up at the front of the register. There are these prepackaged bags of whiskey being sold right there at the register. When did this start? We've had them in for six or so months now. They seem pretty popular. Would you like a bag? <laughs> No, I I think I just want a pack of smokes. I, I yellows. Okay. And when he turns pack around, she's gonna she's gonna grab a bag of whiskey. Yellow, you said. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Uh, Fuck it. I gotta quit. I gotta quit. I keep telling myself I gotta quit. Lord's gonna help me this time. I gotta go. Oh well, bless you much, ma'am, and good luck in your journey. Thirty six. That's <laughs> hey. Didn't I have five bags of whiskey? He says as the door closes on. <laughs> Go on, then run. And then she goes to the party. Yeah, that, that was me flashing back to the kid. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh okay. I thought maybe I was your kid, but you you established that you left your kid at home. You must just a lot of the women here look like you. Um, I'll go find my mom. Um, thank you for talking with me. Goodbye. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We got off to a wrong start. You gave me a scare there because I didn't know you were going to be in front of me when you were uh, walking backwards. You best expect me to be everywhere. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a petty more same as you. Okay, I like that spirit. I yeah. like that spirit. Goddamn right you do. And he kicks your shin really hard and he runs <laughs> off. <laughs> the petty more way. That's Fuck. how you say bye in petty more. <laughs> as you've all arrived... You see Arlo around the, the drink table. Joni, I assume you might be heading there too. A lot of Pettymores are actually. It's kind of the first stop traditionally. You got to get your uh, your lubrication, get your libations, and then you can talk to your goddamn family, right? Because <laughs> that's what family's for. You see Ma kind of deep in conversation, like on the other side of the party, with some older, older relatives you haven't seen in years. Um, and immediately around you, you notice a few people. It's, it's all kind of mysterious what... What exactly is going on here? Why did Ma call everybody? Kind of, you know, you've left the holler. You've gone on to different sort of lives. It kind of seemed like maybe we we're leaving this whole thing behind. Maybe we had finally stopped killing and dying for this for this way of life. Killing ourselves trying to wring a way of life out of this holler. I haven't prepared a way for you to meet each other. Is that Joni I see over there? Yeah. Oh, hey, Arlo, how's it going? It's Joni. been a minute. Joni, you still up to all the mess? Hey, you know, I was just making a living. Oh, Doing what it can. Guys, I'm here you, too. You got all ten fingers? The camera pans down to the five foot three uh <laughs> PDVP. Hi. Hey Petey. Hey Petey. Petey, this is the man I wanna see. I was just gonna pick your brain about something. You, you reckon there's a way I can get a hit hold of that some of that rocket fuel? I mean, yeah. I'd 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 be willing to, you know, cut you in maybe maybe say five percent of the I mean, how much you need, because who's to say I didn't take any with me? Oh, it just takes a drop per batch. We can send this shit into 
orbit right here. It's been so long since I've tried some of your. What do you call it again? It's a. It's super Saturday morning cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons. There was a kid who earlier oh, told yeah, me that SMT. they don't do that anymore, so I'm maybe thinking about a new name for it. But well, SMT. It's been a while since I had some of your SMT, but if I can, I'll do it. I got. I got some. I took. I took a gallon with me. Oh yeah, we in been, business. Well, it's just been sitting out there, just waiting for some some kind of use and. Here we found it, I think. Arlo spits in his hand and holds it out to you. Petey does the same and <laughs> sticks it there. Match made in heaven. Pleasure doing business with you. Well, I cannot wait. Anyway, Joni, was up? Where are them regrets of yours? Junior? I left her uh, back with, um, you know, Jared. I was talking to some kid who I thought could be yours, but I guess it's not. Oh, yeah, they'll, they thought they were mine. Well, that, Whose kid is that? Well, I don't know. That kid's about as... It's not mine. He's about as old as, as long as I've seen you, so I figured, who knows, probably Joni popping one out. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> this old thing? That kid? <laughs> and she uh, does the uh, like full-blown, <laughs> throws both of her karate chop hands down, down to the groin. You can't tell if it's the same kid or not, but... A small, slender, toe-headed child pops out from underneath the tablecloth on, like, the, <laughs> the keg table and just runs out holding a comical amount of solo cups full of beer <laughs> and and disappears off into a group of other kids who all just start cheering. <laughs> you did it! You did it! Run, Luke! Just run! Remember back when we were kids and we used to play tipsy? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that sent me down a path. Well, I'm, I'm a good one because you're, look, you're making deals for Rocket Hell Fuel. Oh, yes. Damn. <laughs> what about you, Joni? As far as what? Making deals, Rocket Fuel, going to outer space like me. I mean, I'm curious about learning more from each and every one of you, I, I guess, but, you know, I think there's a lot of skills that I'm bringing to the table these days that could be of use to you as well. You know, you're talking about maybe losing some some rocket fuel, you know, if you need to lose something from something where you don't have the sort of connection where you can get in there, I might be the kind of gal who could acquire such situations. Heck, I reckon if I didn't have to buy any of them Frosted Flakes no more, bring that cost of goods way down. You know why they call me Jungle Style? They call you Jungle Style, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Yeah, that's right, because I'm in and out. <laughs> Oh, wow. Is that that? Is that that? Did I do it? They called you the Flying Dutchman, as far as I remember. <laughs> so, at that moment, this woman with the crazy, like, bleached blonde um, uh, perm and electric, uh, like, acid wash denim vest, full, like, tiger leggings, she runs up and she says, Oh my goodness. Hello, y'all. It's so good to see all of you. It's been years since we've been together. Isn't it kind of strange, though? John not being here. We're on his land. It's weird as hell. I'm, I mean, what's the deal with that? You know, he chewed us all. He chewed us all he in a heartbeat. Every last one of us were not. <laughs> he was he a shooting son of a bitch. He sure was. He sure was. Catch a stray an hour uh, later falling from the sky. You can still see his shooting tree right back there. <laughs> That's an actual season one callback. <laughs> that, is, that is a bona fide season one callback. Bona fide right there. callback. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sometimes I don't make any sense when I'm grieving. Somebody told me that he shot just would go out in public and shoot his gun in the air when he was a police officer. Grieving. But now, I, hey, I, I mean, you, he's gone. So many of the, so many of our boys are gone. I ain't wearing black. You ain't wrapped up. Oh, Joni, we we've talked about this before. Six it's, months. 
I mean, how many times has a petty more boy ran I off? I think though? it's been closer to a year. No, it's weird to be weird about it after six I months. I don't remember how much time exactly, though. More than six months, and that's strange to me. It just feels like no <laughs> one's heard a word. And well, what about the other petty mores I heard gone missing? Sounds like they got out. I mean, I guess they still their Facebooks haven't been posted on. Nobody's heard from them in the family group texts or via mail. But we hold. I guess we gotta hold out hope. That's right. That's right. I don't know if I want to hold out hope for John though, because have you heard about? Well, have you heard about oh. his good fortune? I mean, if you believe them tales, I guess I don't. You know really if I think do. it's out there somewhere? The tales are he was a very rich man. I think that's talking out of school. I will say that uh, I haven't been to school in a very long time, Joni. That's why <laughs> few, you're talking out of it. years older than you, but... It's more like school's your butt, talking out of it. I will say that Greggy's boy said he knew uh, that his cousin Freddie was at the thing. At what thing? When, when, the, when, the, when things went down. I heard they loaded it all into a trash truck, and they drove that trash truck all the way across the country, but it got blown up. I heard that Petty Moores, for as long as they've been around, have been telling stories about lost treasures to keep themselves busy and not minding their actual capitalistic ventures. Huh. Hmm. Well, I mean, but it is a good story, Joni. Why are you such a downer? This is a cookout. Why are you being so, so odd about all this? <laughs> no reason, Mom. Well, we're... <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, you could call me more, baby. Yeah, I could. Oh, hell, do you need a drink? <laughs> yes, I will have what I'm having. Which is? And she points to the table, which has a water bottle filled with, vo- with whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Joni, just like your grandmother. <laughs> she gives you a huge hug. <laughs> and she goes... Yeah, just like Grandma, and she stabs just like a tiny pencil-sized hole in the top of it and then squeeze bottles it into her mouth. <laughs> wait, wait, did you bring more of those, girl? <laughs> Do you have one for your mother? I probably got a spare in the car, I guess. I go get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because, you know, there are some missing boys, which means there's some... Uh, wait, never mind. That joke doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple missing girls, too. Of my generation, which means there's some, some, you know, eligible bachelors here. Oh, this again. Great. Well, honey, it's been five years since uh, Stephen died, and I just think, you know, it's time for your mom to get out there. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Well, Arlo, Peter, it was wonderful to see you all. Honey, do please call me more. I'm sure I'll see you around the party. Yep. Uh, well, what about... What about the treasure, though? You know, she's probably right. There's no treasure. Where are people saying it is, you know? Like, if it if there was one, like... Oh, honey. Some people say it's in the barn. Some people say it's buried under the floorboards. Some people say it's at the bottom of the ocean. Others say it's deep, deep, deep in the woods. I heard it got blown up in the trash truck is what I heard. A number of people are, are pressing the trash truck theory, yes, which I, I do admit has a ring of truth to it. It's so oddly specific. The more I think about it, more trash truck makes sense. Blowing up a trash truck. I lean over to Arlo and hey, I heard Trey might know something about this or, or he's got a secret. A secret? Have you seen Trey? I ain't seen Tony. Hmm. Tony, you seen Trey? What are you two whispering about? Oh, we were wondering where cousin Trey was. I just hadn't seen him since I went to space. She steps on your foot. Nobody's seen <laughs> Trey. I mean, you know, he's always late to these things. Oh, but yeah, okay. He'll, I'm sure he'll be here if he wants to. And um, she excuses herself. She sees, um, what was the name of your husband? Jared. She sees, like, his uncle. Oh, whoa, whoa, why the fuck is he there? Because his... Uh, he's married his, in? Yeah, he married in, but... 
He's ex married in. He's here for the kids. Nice. She runs up and goes, uh, Did I say what his name was? No. Hi, Sylvester. Um, hey, hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> oh my hey. God. Hey, hey, how you, you look lovely today. Hey, <laughs> it's you. been so long since I've seen you, dog. Thank you for noticing. I do look lovely. She's gone. You're, you can't hear this. Not a day over 40. You. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so you know that it's going to be maybe 30 minutes before you all sit down to eat, so you can continue to mingle. As soon as she walks away, Joni looks at the two of them, and she's like, you two are the kind of people that I was hoping to talk to about all this, maybe without the addition of more people who make the cut smaller. Oh, I like where this is going. Ron. Uncle Ron, you remember him? Yeah. He told me that Trey uh, was looking for me. He might be planning something. If you guys are thinking about getting in on something with Trey, I'd like to tag along. Oh, yeah. The more the merrier in only this case and no more. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We're keeping it to four. We'll keep it well. Trey's got to tell us, and then we'll try to kick out whoever he's already talked to. That's smart. At that moment, Uncle Ron hobbles up. Hey. Oh, wait. No, I sounded like this, didn't I? Hey, it's good to see that you ran into these two, uh, because they're exactly the folks that Trey's looking to help you up with. Where's Trey at? Don't know. He's learning late. He should be here soon. Gotta go. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Aliens are real. <laughs> what? 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 That's all you get for now. I'll tell you after. Oh, just conflab it. So yeah, you've got an opportunity now to um, to look around the property, maybe poke around if you want to get a little frisky. But you could also talk to some more people here. There's a few interesting characters that you might see around you. Maybe they're highlighted if this was a video game. Maybe it seems like there's some more conversation options with them. Peter remembers the last time that he was uh, at John's house. John was like starting his uh, like DVD collection. Mm-hmm. And so he wants to go <laughs> snoop around and see how big John got that collection. Yeah. Well, did he have all of prison break, break, the break that we need to take right now? Everyone, we're going to take hey. a break real quick to <laughs> oh, stand up, stretch your legs, <laughs> go to the bathroom, grab another seltzer water, do whatever you need to do for life and stuff. And we're back. We're back. We are back. We're back. We are back. Everyone, give a big fucking shout out, a throaty congratulations, and a happy thank you to Thomas, who's fucking killing it right now. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hoot and holler. It's throaty. Why don't you all give a throaty, (laughs) flemmy, wet. Oh, congratulations to all the boys here who are killing it. And Zach, who's graciously playing. Uh, <laughs> graciously. Graciously, graciously playing. playing. Graciously stepped down, gave me the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Graciously, Pettymore. I'm Episode not, comes out on Friday. Yeah, I'm not. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We might be moving to a more relaxed schedule. So. <laughs> keep that in mind. <laughs> Uh, that was a joke. Well, their episode will be out on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, Maxine, your mother. Dawn? Yeah. Dawn? Dawn Maxine Pettymore. My parents, Dawn and Han. Dawn and Han. <laughs> a woman who may or may not have been your mother. <laughs> <laughs> who I named Maxine moments before I invented her, but then we ran with the fact that she was your mom. <laughs> I like, yeah. Dawn Maxine Dawn Maxine Pettymore. Pettymore. She's run off to go to go uh, go a courting. 
And uh, <laughs> Uncle Ron just confirmed you were the three that Trey wanted to see. Mm. Trey, you would all know, he's he's the cool Pettymore. Ooh. Ooh. Joe and Luke, Trey is a little bit younger than you guys. He's right in between uh, John, who was 26 at the time of his disappearance, and your generation. So he's in like his late 30s. He was a... He was maybe a rough kid to love, depending on who you were. If you were the object of like his charm and his magnetism, he lit up the whole the whole world. It sounds like Jesus. Everybody loves this kid. <laughs> it does sound like Jesus. So far it's Jesus. Don't spoil my Christ narrative. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a Christ narrative. Some of you, if maybe you got in the way of something that Trey wanted, you might have seen a different side of him. And he left the family pretty early. He was not around for the long, slow decline of Pettymore Holler. He, in fact, is one of the original exodies he left out on his own into the world. The long and short of it is uh, Trey does his own thing. You don't know when he's going to show up. You know when he do, does. It'll probably be pretty loud. You know when he do, it's going to be loud. You know loud. when he do, it's going to be loud. And that's Trey. But, Luke, what's your character's name? Petey. Petey had just asked to go see Inside the House. To check on John's uh, DVD collection. Right. So you walk in through the front door, and there's there's a lot of Pettymores in the kitchen cooking food and uh, getting things ready. There's a lot of hustle and bustle. And you get caught up for a minute as people are saying, "Oh hi, like so, hello. I haven't seen you in years. What are you doing? Like, how you been? Oh my God. What's the spice? I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm actually crying. It's the <laughs> three of you." <laughs> You brush past all that. You get into the living room, which is eerily quiet considering the size of this party. Nobody really wants to hang out in the house besides the kitchen because it's exactly as John left it. In the living room, you see the DVD collection. The shelf that they're on looks like it was broken and half repaired at one point. All of them are there, but Petey, the first time you saw it, you were amazed. It was the most organized thing in John's house. And now you see it's kind of been hastily shoved back on. You know, Smokey 3 before Smokey 2. It wasn't... (laughs) Oh, (laughs) what? That's embarrassing. Sacrilege. (laughs) One of the reasons nobody's really sitting anywhere is that you can see... um, a lot of bullet holes in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the couch is covered in drywall debris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, some foam insulation from the attic that's wafted down through the bullet holes. While he's looking at the DVD collection, PD... Uh, sorry, sorry, real quick, sorry. Not insulation. Popcorn. Oh, yeah. Actual okay, nice. popcorn. What? You can see some, some leaking out of a, a little plastic bag. Uh, and you remember that John used to take home um, the huge plastic bags of popcorn yeah. that they stock concession stands with at the raceway. And he he filled his, his attic with that to use his insulation. Wow. Amazing. And it's cold in here because the squirrels have eaten most of his popcorn. Uh, Petey is looking at the um, DVD collection and is a, kind of just a little sad looking at it, thinking about John, but also just sad that it's not as perfect as he remembered but he kind of uh fixes it up a little bit and then from the inside of his jumper pulls out a signed he has signed a copy of space cowboys and then (laughs) (laughs) just slips it in uh alphabetically where it should go so in between uh space cowboys and space cowboys uh director cut exactly yeah so now he's got one 
Uh, yeah, one regular Space Cowboys, one Space Cowboys signed by an astronaut. Right. <laughs> Very cool. Peter, you probably would have been someone you wish John had looked up to. I think you probably tried to put him on the straight and narrow a little bit, or at least, you know, show him that with hard work and dedication, you can join the Air Force, get through Air Force Academy, go to the, become an astronaut. And John thought it was cool that you were an astronaut, but he thought it was a lot cooler that Trey had a dope car. Yeah, PD is content in the fact knowing that uh, John uh, also wore blue, though, just like <laughs> just like Pete. I always picture them wearing kind of a tan. <laughs> it's funny, I did too. In the in the um, well, the cop in the season one thing is wearing blue, but even if they didn't wear blue, you know, they're wearing blue. <laughs> I actually pictured you wearing blue because then when Clark changed into the seventies CPD uniform, it was tan. tan. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. They both wore blue. Also, I picture Keith wearing that like light blue shirt, so you know he's like not as cop. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he was probably the most cop of all of them. <laughs> but yeah, he's sticks it in there, looks back, and is thinking like, you know, maybe if, if we find him, we can set him set him straight. Somewhere, perhaps through like the rustling wind through the bullet holes in the attic, you just hear a. It sounds like a comforting sigh, and you think, maybe maybe somewhere John would like what I just did with his DVDs. Pete feels good. You fucking with John's DVDs over there, Petey? I was just fixing them. They're all messed up, I, which is unlike John. We'll write that one down as maybe he did go missing and didn't run away. <laughs> <laughs> you guys look back, and Joni's not there, because while John is family, Joni's a thief. And... Right now, she's very much interested in one thing, and that is getting an undershirt of John's that has that manly, manly smell on it that she can put in her car to piss off Jared later. <laughs> <laughs> Joni, as you head back to the bad, uh, to the bedroom, that's what John always called it. <laughs> Depends on what time of day it is. Sometimes after a night, uh, a night of Miller Lights and uh, and beer pretzels, the bathroom's the bad room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you gotta Ooh, do some bad things. Um, like a good thick one, Jenny. You would see Jeez. in the hallway on the way to the bedroom a number of uh, frame pictures of John and lots of your family, but you see a few of of you and John. He was uh, he was about three years older than you, so like just in that like sweet spot for cousin friends yep but older enough to be to be cool and influential you guys were pretty close i tried to drive a cool car because he did but i can't afford a cool car <laughs> date a guy with a cool car because he had a cool car when you say you want a cool car the picture falls off the wall <gasps> she catches it Ooh, can i catch it mm-hmm. can i spy you can roll to catch it what should i roll uh dexterity it. or athletics that's a 40 on an 85 dexterity. You catch it. Uh, it says my distinguishing feature is wiry, like wi- like like live wire. <laughs> like live wire. <laughs> wiry like live wire. You can feel the back of the frame feels a little weird. It's kind of bulging out like there's something stuck back there. She uh, immediately is going to go for the bulge. Looking back in the picture, you there's something stuck between the picture itself and the uh, backing. Yeah, she uh, she does all the little clips around the back edge of it, which is easy because only two of them are holding the whole thing on. She kind of slides it out, and it's, what's what's back there? There's a little note, and it says, "Hey, Joni." Yeah, 
she she uh, she smiles big. It's your old cousin John John. I thought you might be one of the ones who could uh, seek out some of these clues that I've left behind. Here's the deal, Joni. I came into a treasure, and Trips. I don't know if I'm going to be able to enjoy it in this life. So I want my family, at least whoever in my family deserves it, to be the ones to find it. If you can decipher my clues, it might be you. And, you know, any team you might assemble ocean style to aid you in this process. Ocean's 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, she's folding up this note. Uh, is there is there a clue at the bottom? There's more. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that is a shit first clue unless there's like some coded message in here. Yeah, or it's the world's greatest clue. Yeah. <laughs> I buried the treasure at these coordinates. <laughs> Man, all right, I just got to figure out what coordinates are. <laughs> I always did like you, Joni. You reminded me of myself. She's in the bathroom with the door shut now. There were certain things. She sits on the toilet. That's not actually one of the sentences. I'm riffing this all. Uh, <laughs> there was one thing in particular we loved about Smokey and the Bandit. One thing. Find that thing. And you'll find your next clue. And you remember you guys always just talked about how fucking sweet it would be to have the uh, 77 the Black Trans yep. Am. The car. His yeah. dad's car. John Zach's car? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Of course it is. I'm John talking to you in this letter. <laughs> I know what car my dad drives. Stupid. <laughs> it was in the flashback to when they went and stole the baby. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. In the back of that 77. Anyway, Joni. <laughs> Mid note. I really hope it's you. Or your team, again, if you have assembled one. Who nope. finds my Absolutely treasure? Absolutely not, just me. <laughs> me and me alone can do this. <laughs> the next clue is somewhere on this property. The clue after that is going to be harder. Good luck. And there's a little winky smiley face. And if you look down the line of pictures on the wall, you see actually a lot of them are bulging. Oh, I grab those. <laughs> I grab all of those. They're not coming off. Right on, you roll a... Uh, Fuck. Unnatural. Yeah, that's a fail, 92. Your cousin John was apparently Peter naturally good at attaching pictures to walls. It looks like it's just, <laughs> should be a, um, should be just a simple wire, but try as you might, you can't get any of the, like the other pictures to come off the wall. And you see one, um, Peter, you see one of John Peter, Peter naturally put on the wall. Do you think you can handle it? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> And you see Petey's fumbling around with the DVD. He decided that it would be a good ambiance to have Smoking the Bandit on in the background. What? (laughs) If you come into the hallway and if Arlo follows. (laughs) (laughs) Arlo, let's go see what she's screaming about back there. Johnny, you down there taking it. She shoved the uh, the note in her pocket. Johnny, you down there taking a trip down memory lane? You look at them. Let me see some of them photos. What you got over there? While they're on their way, real quick, uh, take a take a sanity roll for me. I rolled a seventy-six on a forty-five. It's not right. That ain't right. It's not right. That ain't right. That ain't John, right. John was good, but nobody's better than Joni. No fucking wall is gonna keep these pictures on here if you want them. So why can this wall? Not give you its picture. Arlo, try to take that try to take that picture off this wall. Look at this. Look at this. And she's like grabbing onto it and she's gonna try to like put her feet up on the wall <laughs> to show that it's really <laughs> stuck on there. As as Arlo and Peter walk in and look at this, um, a picture actually of all three of you and John, like on a float trip, plops off the wall. Fuck! And it's also bulging. Uh, can I try to catch it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> what am I rolling? <laughs> Athletics or dexterity? Yeah. It's what I was hanging on I got to. A, right? Eighty. I got an eighty-eight on a seventy. <laughs> The, pic- the picture it, shatters. It bounces down the hallway into the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> the picture shatters? The, you know, the glass shatters. Fuck. It was a really nice frame. It's broken. Fuck. And Peter, the glass is poked right through your face. <laughs> My face? <laughs> ruining, ruining forever. As far as you know, the only copy of a, a pretty nice picture of the four of you. Oh, through my face of the picture. Yeah, and you. Cut I thought your, you made my you, real face. And you, uh, and you slice your finger. Take a D four of damage. Yeah. God damn it! Look at what you've done, Petey. But you see, it took a. <laughs> I slice from like pointer finger down to below my wrist. <laughs> oh fuck! Blood splatters the ceiling. <laughs> Can I try to first aid myself? Well, cookhouse cancel. We got to get you to the hospital. <laughs> More like cookout just started. <laughs> Fuck, does anyone know first aid? Nope. I got you. I got you. I got you, Petey. You know this, this thing's out. Ew, 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 ew. 37 on a 50 for first aid. I cannot do blood. Oh, fuck. Do something. Hang on a second here. Give me a second. He pulls out a, a bandana out of his back pocket and just wraps it around there real tight. He knows where to staunch the bleeding just right. That's not going to feel good for a while, but you'll be all right. Fuck, man. What the? What's that? Is there anything amongst the shattered glass? There's blood everywhere, but um, <laughs> but Arlo is able before it just gets like fire hosed with your blood spray <laughs> to to nimbly grab a note that's in there, and it's essentially the exact same note as before. It says, "Hey, Arlo, Peter, <laughs> and Joni, <laughs> I feel so much less special now. <laughs> Do I lose any grit?" Yeah, you're gonna have to take a you're gonna have to take a little grip roll for. What do I lose? Uh, just one, just one. I only lose one. You lose one. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the hunt for my lost treasure. <laughs> it comes out at the I'm bottom so- like. <laughs> Joni, is this what you're talking about? Yeah, I guess. Right so. about now, Joni, you're probably feeling pretty unspecial. <laughs> But if this picture came off the wall, it means all of you are here. God damn it. I couldn't happen to know who might stumble into my house or why. I figured you might try to rob me. Hell, I figured (laughs) all three of you might try to rob me. (laughs) Yep. But the fact of the matter is, you're some of the only Pettymores who have the smarts, know-how, gumption, and character to deserve my treasure. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Remember when we all used to watch Smokey and the Bandit together? Oh, I loved that car. Remember how cool <laughs> that car was? <laughs> didn't didn't his daddy have one of those? Yeah, daddy drove one right up until the day he disappeared, and Whoa. then that car went missing shortly thereafter. He rebuilt the son of a bitch from the ground up, too. Well, what's the rest of this note here say? <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Treasure, 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 treasure. treasure. <laughs> clues, Series of clues. clues. Okay, we gotta find that car, I think. Good, good luck to y'all. <laughs> I, I love you lots. Arlo looks up into the sky but it's a couple bullet holes looking at popcorn love you too john there's a there's a a breeze of warm loving air through those holes that's what she hey arlo you know there's nothing up there but stars right i just farted was that johnny saying that yep (laughs) uh i've been up there arlo there's no so you know you know you pass right through heaven you could say that, and Peter thinks about the time spent piloting uh, jets and stuff, and that was heaven. You can probably smell it now. Punched a hole right through that thing. Well, 
shit, boy, boys and Joni, we got to do something. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, we gotta find, find the car. Seventy-seven. You know where? Where's you said it got lost, stolen, something? What do I remember about the car? I bet Ma knows. Yeah, I bet she does. <laughs> I didn't remember that John's dad's had that car. It's uh, pretty cool that he did. It is pretty cool that he did. <laughs> the bottom of the somebody says, somebody by the else. Way, I'm not talking about my dad's car. <laughs> I, I, I thought of literally saying that. Not my dad's car. <laughs> well, if that car you got do, you, stolen, you flip then... the you flip the uh, the note over. I bet you chuckle says, fucks were thinking yeah, of my dad's. By car. the way, I know my dad had a cherry Trans Am, but that's not the car I'm thinking of. Oh, his was black. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was misremembering. His daddy had a black one. The one from the show was Cherry. Is that right? No, no, it sure, it sure Son. ain't. Says the letter. And, and is it a movie? <laughs> little, little Johnny. I thought somebody would teach you more about cars. Cherry just means it was real nice. Oh, I, <laughs> right. I haven't seen it. Like, every time it was on, I was just kind of looking at my phone. <laughs> Probably not, timeline-wise. I was looking at my flip phone. <laughs> Can I? I was looking at the phone on the wall, waiting for Jared to call. There you go. <laughs> Can I go over and look at the DVDs and like search that little area over there? Yeah. 17 on a 40 for search. Yeah, you, you know that there is no clue in the DVDs. You open them up, and they're all smashed. Oh, um, oh. Except one does have a note that says, go back to the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I found something. <laughs> it so, says, go back to the hallway. What do you think is going to happen there? And with that, you want to edit? We need I, to end I, on a bang. Do you I have think. a bang. Do you have an ending spot coming down the line? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I we're like that. 20 minutes from it, but I don't care for that as much. <laughs> okay. Well. Tough titties. I'm the DM. So <laughs> this episode will be out in January, <laughs> not December. Yeah. You go back to the hallway. You pick one of those letters back up. You keep reading the back. It says, I'm not talking about my dad's Sherry Trans Am. I'm talking about a sprint car that I was building in my garage uh, <laughs> with a sweet Smokey and the Bandit paint job. Well, shit, guys. Why don't you go? Why don't you go take riddle. a look at after that? Why don't you go take a look at it? Why don't you go take a look at it after Ma's speech? <laughs> Cut to Ma's speech. You hear you do you hear a dinner bell, a big loud dinner bell. Um And Ma Pettymore, you hear a voice in the distance say, Come on, y'all! It's time to eat! Oh shit, yeah! Ma's got them vittles gone. Pete runs. <laughs> you all take your seats wherever the fuck you want to seat. Do you sit together? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think so. Joni just has a cigarette hanging out of her mouth, unlit. Unlit. Normally, <laughs> unlit. Unlit. Normally, Arlo sits at the kids' table. It's just he's done it all his life, and he doesn't know where else to sit. But <laughs> this time, he's kind of he's kind of felt when like you he's go with you guys. like you're gonna go sit over there, and Joni's who's 24 and just started sitting at the adults' table. No, didn't even sit at the adults' table the last time she was here five years ago. <laughs> he it's feels like, so much injustice. Arlo. <laughs> you reckon I could sit with y'all? Yeah, I guess I could do that. I've got a little flowchart here, and if at the start 
of this uh, this whole cookout, you had decided not to mingle or investigate John's place and instead just be dicks, you would have been sent to the kitty table. Uh. <laughs> and uh, we would have heard mom's speech about 45 minutes ago. <laughs> well, we weren't dickheads. We searched the house. I didn't want you to be, but there were contingencies. <laughs> contingencies. Contingencies. Here, here you go, Arlo. And I pulled the chair out for him. Much obliged. Skirt. Everybody's everybody's sitting down too. There are um, there are two huge long tables that stretch um, almost as wide as the as John's barn, which they're in front of. And Ma, it's her seventieth birthday. She kind of comes out from the kitchen wearing a wearing a long white dress, mm. and uh, and she's beaming. She's smiling at everyone. She she shakes some hands. She uh, she hugs the little children, and two or three of them like follow her as she goes and sits down um, at the table and and she raises a glass and she says, please, please, everyone, everyone, be seated. And as everyone sits down... Uh, <laughs> Do we all roll for yeah. our anti... <laughs> yeah, roll to see if you could sit. <laughs> no, no, what like, were you saying before? We needed to roll against our... Like, oh. we were told to do something? Yeah, if you get told by, uh, <laughs> we can make this a mechanic, actually. If you get told by a person in authority uh, to do something, uh, even if you want to do it, you're going to have to roll against your oppositional defiance, <laughs> uh, which we're going to say means, Joni, <laughs> you're going to have to beat a 40 or above on all oppositional defiance. I have defiance. to roll above? You have to roll... 40 or below. I don't know how you want to do it. However you want. You've got a 60% chance oh, okay. of not doing it. I have a 60% chance of not doing it. Yes. Uh, you two have a 60% chance of doing it. But there is an exception in every Petty Moore's heart <laughs> for Ma, who is not <laughs> thank God, man's authority. She is, <laughs> as far as you're all concerned, um, a direct agent of the Lord. Like This, this is... This is the mouthpiece of um, of the universe, as far as you guys are, are mostly raised to be concerned. And she's currently beaming, and she's she's tapping her glass, and she says, "Thank you, thank you all so much. Thank you all so much for coming here today, for joining me here today on my birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Ma!" <laughs> she clinks her glass, clinks her glass. Thank you, thank you. Quiet down. It's been so long. It's been so long since we were all here today as a family. Together as a family, I mean. We're here today, obviously. Listen to this old lady. But it touches me to see see all my petty moors. And I know you're not all petty moors. You know, we got the extended families here. Move! We got- <laughs> <laughs> Love it or leave it. <laughs> the petty moors. The petty bones. The Kenmores, the Bradleys, the Sanders, the Joneses, the Joneses Pettymores, the Pettymore Joneses. No matter what your last name is, I'm thankful you came out for my birthday. You see the Krinklehoff uncle just kind of like bow his head. <laughs> <laughs> what did we say his name was? Sylvester. Sylvester. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see you, Sylvester. You know, our families may have had some problems at one time, but Krinklehoff is... Well, there's worse things in this world in the Krinklehoff, am I right? Clearly. <laughs> but I'm also, I'm also sad, y'all. Because it didn't used to be so hard to get this family together. 
it used to be so hard to get the Pettymores to have a party in Pettymore Holler. Woo woo. Times have changed. The outside world is creeping in. I understand in some ways so many of our cherished young ones, they leave a holler for a better life they think they deserve and they'll find out there. But others, others have been cruelly taken from us. Where is our John Lee? Where is our Don? Our Edward? Aloysius? Where is our Samuel? Somebody goes, um, I'm, I'm right here, Mom! <laughs> she says, shut your damn mouth, Sammy. I was talking about your cousin. Bert, you keep your boy in line. Sorry, Ma. Now I'm asking you, who took our boys? Who took Ma's boys? I glance over at Ron. <laughs> she says, well, it's no great mystery, is it? Doesn't take Dick Tracy to solve this one. It's as plain as the straps on a skunk. The pernicious parasites who live on the other side of our teeth have broken the peace. Boo! Rebel, rebel, rebel. Who took our boys? <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Who took our boys? And every Patty Moore screams The McRibs! The McRibs! The McRibs! <laughs> The McRibs. I want them to never return. <laughs> we had peace between the hollers for nearly 20 years. Beauregard McRib has shattered that peace with no provocation, with no cause. Boo bo, boo bo, boo bo. McRib for no pleasure. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah, yeah. Quiet, quiet down, everybody. She, she's like, she's like, Stuart, you know, uh, uh a jokeful comment is fine, but it has to land, you know? Because, <laughs> like... And also, also, sweetheart, sweetheart, I'm in the middle of something. Bert, you know, keep your good boy in line. I didn't... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who took our boys? McRibs! McRibs! We had peace for 20 years with the McRibs, but Beauregard shattered that peace. <laughs> what do you think? Think we wouldn't notice? We noticed. He wouldn't think. We'd notice our son's missing. Ma's son's missing. He thought that we'd let the loss of our kin go unanswered. He thought the Pettymores would just let him spill our blood. No. No. No way. No way. Where is John Lee Pettymore? The McRibs got him. Where is Don D. Pettymore? The, the McRibs got him. Who killed Aloysius? The McRibs. Who killed Edward? The McRibs. Who killed Samuel? The McRibs did it all. <laughs> everybody but um, everybody but Joni, give me an alertness roll. Oh my god, I pass. I fail. A six on a 20, because I don't have alertness. You know, um, there's been rumors about Edward and Aloysius. Some of the cousins said they were up to something with John, you're not really sure. But their bodies were found in a shallow grave, not too far from here, just outside the borders of the holler. And you see Edward and Aloysius' brother, whose name is Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) When she says, who kills Aloysius, who kills Edward... Uh, he kind of he kind of kicks the ground and spits, but Ma goes on. No regard, Beauregard. That's what they call him. <laughs> Did he forget his history? 
Petty Moors have licked the <laughs> the Petty Moors have licked the McRibs time and time again. I see why they call him No Regard because he has forgotten. But his hubris won't save him. He's taken on one hell of a debt, and it's a debt that cannot be repaid in treasure. It must be paid in blood. Everyone knows you won't want to be in debt to a Petty Moor. Everybody knows you don't want to be in debt to Ma. You know what we say? Gas, grass, or ass. No one rides for free. Big Bo wants to ride your ass for free. No free rides. No free rides. No free rides. (laughs) I say let his hubris be his downfall. Let it be the downfall of his whole godforsaken clan. Big Bo may have started this feud again, but Ma is going to end it for good. Who's with me? I'm fucking in. I'm, I'm in. I'm Mick fucking in. <laughs> That's I mean everybody's everybody's murmuring and then shouting. Yes, 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 Ma, we're with you. We're with you. Fuck the McRibs. Fuck the McRibs. No free rides. Fuck Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> and and at that moment, you hear booming up the driveway the powerful engine. Of a 77 black Pontiac Trans Am Firebird, which rolls to a stop in the driveway right in front of John's house. And you'll see who gets out next week. I bet it's Trey. <laughs> I, th- I think we found our clue. <laughs> Weirdly, a letter falls from the sky. <laughs> Delivered by an yeah, owl. An, an owl. An owl swoops. Down and it's got another scribbled note in John's handwriting. <laughs> That's Joni Coast. And it's it says thirteen I, years too late. I couldn't. I tried to prepare for every contingency with my animal friends. Contingency and <laughs> contingency. <laughs> and one of those contingencies was me forgetting that my daddy drove the kind of car that I was talking about. <laughs> Trade drives one. It's also not the clue. Again, it's the sprint car in my shed. Why don't you go check it out next month? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, man. Fuck yeah. I cannot wait to fight some fucking McRibs. Bring on <laughs> oh the McRibs. God. <laughs> Them sweet and tangy bastards. I, I said I <laughs> did not want to spoil that joke for you guys, so when the McRib came back for that farewell weekend, I was like, we should like maybe go get a picture of us eating it for social media, right? Oh, and you, you guys were like, you guys that. were like, no, you and really, I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, you're, you're like, right. We yeah. should go get some McRibs. I'm, I'm gonna, like, never, like, ever I'm not, will I do that. It, that probably doesn't have anything to do with anything. And then we talked about the fish fillet for like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh, I could I'd go for a fish fillet. Slice of cheddar. Come on. Oh, man, it's not cheddar, is it? Slice of America. Come on. <laughs> oh, it's not cheddar, is it? <laughs> it's like, it can't be. I'm not